Welcome to Middle School Walk and Talk, a podcast series offering heart, hope, and health to members of our middle school communities. Hosts Phil Fagel and Jessica McGuire talk all things self-care, student well-being, school culture, and more. Middle School Walk and Talk is designed to support the concepts found in the successful middle school, This We Believe, and is a production of the Association for Middle Level Education. To learn more, visit amle.org. Today's episode, The Misunderstood Middle, with special guest Kevin Armstrong. Welcome back to the AMLE Walk and Talk podcast. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with Kevin Armstrong, and Kevin is the incoming president of the National Association of Elementary School Principals, and he is a middle school principal. Kevin, during your term as president of the NAESP, what are some of your goals? First and foremost, it is to advocate for our principals, for our teachers, and for our students uh, to travel around to states, uh, making sure that they know that we are advocating for them. Um, we uh, go to Capitol Hill every March uh, with NASSP, and we uh, go to our you know state legislatures, and we. Uh, petition for uh, things such as ESSER funds, uh, Title I, Title II funds to make sure that um, students and teachers uh, get the adequate support that they need. So that's first and foremost is to is to advocate. Uh, I think second is to obviously increase membership. Um, we talk about differentiated instruction uh, with students. Um, I kind of I kind of look at it as differentiated differentiated leadership and giving principals what they need. Um, NASP has a wide range of professional development opportunities and anyone from a veteran principal to a first-year principal can find um, something uh, in our in our association uh, via podcast meetings things like that that would really benefit them and to give them things that they can supplement with what they're getting with their school districts and your school is an award-winning school for closing some achievement gaps, correct? <laughs> yes, we were uh, just recently uh, selected as a level five school um, in terms of growth, and we we're very excited about that in math and literacy. Um, discipline is down. Um, we have about 90% um, of our teachers return every year. So um, to start the school year without any vacancies and uh, to have significant growth. I believe we were ninth in the state uh, in math and literacy growth combined. So we're really excited and turning the corner um, during a time when uh, it was tough coming off of COVID. So um, it was a it was a really good, really good piece of information for for our faculty and our staff and our families. Yeah, there isn't a school leader out there who doesn't want that for their school. Um, often, you know, I hear the term culture eats strategy for lunch. And I think every school needs a strong culture at their school before you can tackle closing those gaps. So in what ways might leaders focus on first providing and really focusing on culture at their school? When I speak to parents and faculty and staff, I consider the difference between Chick-fil-A and McDonald's um, when you walk into our school, it needs to feel inviting. Um, we need to have student ownership. We need to have um, student voice and choice and allowing our students to, to have um, a part of what goes on. Um, we have made some, some changes. We have an arcade in our building, like a full-blown arcade that is 
an incentive for our students who are making good choices in the building. Uh, we also have made it an incentive to get an opportunity to go to this arcade uh, for students that are making their weekly goals in their personalized learning time, which all of our states are, are dealing with. And uh, it was a struggle for us because it's not a graded course. And so a lot of our middle school age students figured that out and weren't really putting their best foot forward. But um, from academics to having honors classes to having clubs, which we've had um, before and after school tutoring, um, athletics, we've been fortunate enough to make it to the city playoffs and tournaments in just about every single sport. So we like to think of ourselves as having a good balance, uh, but it does start with culture. Uh, you can't touch academics until you've got culture licks. And if kids uh, feel that DuPont Hadley is, is indeed their second home and they want to come every single day and they're excited about the things that we have going on on our campus, then I think the natural second step is uh, to really have those academic conversations. I have a logistical question related to the transition from this middle school that's in Nashville Correct. to the National Association of Elementary School Principals. How did you make that transition from middle to elementary, and what grades does your middle school encompass? Um, NAUSP is a K-8 organization. Uh, it may not say it in name, uh, but in our, uh, in our mission and our vision, we definitely touch on um, elementary and middle school. Uh, my mentor uh, really introduced me to NAUSP when I was an assistant principal. Uh, she was my uh, principal at the time, and when I got involved, um, I was receiving professional development that I was not receiving at, at the district level. There's nothing against my district, it's just um, I feel like district professional development to me is kind of a one-size-fits-all at times. And I had an opportunity to go to different sessions and, and to learn um, some things that, that, that I hadn't been exposed to before and just really enjoyed it, um, liked it, had some opportunities to um, apply for some positions. So I started off um, middle level at large minority director, which is kind of convoluted with middle level and minority. And then I became middle level at large director for NASP, which was a three year term. And during the third year, I made the decision to run for NASP vice president, which uh, was an election. It was the first time I've ever been a part of an election in my life. So none of that. <coughs> Uh, fifth grade class president, none of that. I, I had no experience at all in being a part of an election and was just was blessed to um, to be elected in ASP vice president. So you are vice president for a year, president elect for a year, and then uh, in ASP president for a year. So going back to middle school for a second, and I, I actually spent a lot of time in the K-8, so I appreciate that the NAESB includes K-8s. I think sometimes there's that overlap with NASSP, and it's the same mistake that I think we make when it comes to research and when it comes to talking about different age groups. We forget that middle schoolers are this distinct age group and we either lump them in with elementary or we lump them in with high school. How would you advise a new middle school principal? What is different about the middle school building that you would want to impart to somebody who is just starting their journey as a middle school principal? I said this yesterday, middle school reminds me of the, the TV show in the 80s, Wonder Years. And it's just, it's a coming of age time. Um, 
in the life of a child and they are just coming into themselves and figuring out who they are and what they want to be when they grow up and um, you know you hear about peer pressure and, and all of these different things um, I really love that age because we receive students in the sixth grade and we have them for three years and to see the the um, the maturity from the time that they you know from the time that they first walk on our campus in the sixth grade to the time that they leave us in the eighth grade uh, because our job is to prepare is to prepare students so that walking into high school is easy and so from study habits to uh, having opportunities our students are about our eighth graders are about to take the PACT and um, we have students that go on college visits and all of these things that we expose our students to in middle school uh, to make the transition to high school an easy one. A lot of our students are going to high schools where it's five, six, seven times larger than our school. And so uh, it can be a scary time for parents and for students uh, if they don't have the study skills and if they don't have um, those, those, those other strong skills that they need um, to make that jump from middle school to high school. Have you noticed that principals who are just starting out come in with some misconceptions about the age that you've... For me, I was a middle school teacher. So when I was elevated to leadership as an assistant principal, it was not um, as tough of a transition. A lot of our middle school leaders were elementary teachers or high school teachers. They were in elementary and they moved up, or they were high school and they moved down. And so that is something that personally I am working on is increasing the leadership potential of those that are already in middle school. I found sometimes it is tough for an elementary teacher to move into a middle school leadership position or a high school teacher to move into a middle school uh, leadership position because you know it's a completely different tier and so how elementary students operate is not how middle operates and how high school operates is not how middle operates and so um, you know you could say the same thing you have folks that go from elementary to high from high school to elementary but I think that's something that personally I would like to see more of is middle school teachers that are elevated into middle school uh, leadership positions I think it's just a natural progression um, but you're right, I, when I talk to a lot of middle school folks from across the country, they started in high school and their superintendent said, hey, here's a school for you, or they started in elementary and, and they were offered a middle middle position, which makes me think, like, what happened to the strong middle school folks? Like, where did they go? Yes, I saw that a lot in my old county, too, where they would take the, the AP at the high school and make them the middle school principal as if... That was the natural progression, which sends the message that the ultimate goal then would be to be a high school principal and degrades the respect that's given to middle school principals, whereas I see them as being on equal footing, just working with different age groups. I think some of this might be changing the perception and the way we message these positions too. Correct. Um, it actually happened to me. I was an assistant principal, I was a middle school assistant principal for four years and about three or four days before principals were to report back, I received a call that I had been moved to a high school as an assistant principal because some individuals at central office had decided that I was going to be the next best 
thing in high school and I was going to be an eventual high school principal and no one ever asked me. So <laughs> I went, I went to high happens. school. Right, right, right. So I served my uh, 10 months in high school and did the best that I could. Uh, but I was back channeling the entire time trying to get back to middle school. It just was, you know, le leadership is leadership. And, and that's that's true. But uh, I think the dynamics were completely different. And I have so much respect for high school principals okay. and assistant principals after after being in that situation for 10 months. But I had to get back to my roots. Your people. Yes, yeah. for sure. I love that you wanted to come back to I middle love that school. Too. Yes. And I, I think it's really telling that they just assumed you'd want to move to high school because I do think that's the prevailing sentiment that no one should want to go to middle school. And if you talk to all the people at this conference, so many people, maybe they didn't initially choose it. Maybe it found them, but it is their jam. It's where they want to be. And it shouldn't be a stepping stone. Right. And I think different school districts operate differently, obviously. And some applicants have a little bit more say, and I guess are brought in to have a discussion. Where would you like to see yourself? <laughs> and other... School districts, superintendents, they, you know, they just make a decision. Like, this is where this person's going, and that's that. Yes. Um, so I can see how people end up, you know, yeah. in, in, different, in different spaces. I think it's an honor for middle-level educators to have you have the passion for middle-level education and to be in the position that you are now in so that you can speak to that because it is – very important, and I agree with what Phyllis is saying. It often is a stepping stone or seen that way. And sometimes it's also compensated differently. Yes. Some of it might be tied to more evening responsibilities or having a bigger population to be responsible for. But if the reason is simply that it's older kids, that to me makes no sense whatsoever. Correct. And so, for example, NASP has the Center for Middle-Level Leadership. It's one of, I believe, six centers that we have. And I was one of the original fellows for that center. Uh, Jessica Cabine and I were. And um, Jessica and I had multiple conversations just about the middle level and the excitement for the middle level and really trying to draw out as many NASP uh, members who uh, we're currently in the middle level as possible because you're right. I think sometimes they get clumped in with elementary mm -hmm. or clumped in with middle, I mean with high school and uh, don't really have an opportunity to connect with their people, as you said. So uh, that is something that, that we are very passionate about is, is yes, you know, NASP is, is a K-8 organization, but we also want to make sure that our middle school members um, and just middle school principals across the country um, know that that we have resources that are there for them and we have presenters that have middle school backgrounds and can really speak to the middle school um, situation because it is it is different it's different it's different and we don't want them to feel like the jam brady of education correct <laughs> it's, it's like the middle child yes. you know it's different it's, it's different you know you can't treat them you know as if they're the oldest or or, or the baby in the family, uh, the middle child is is often uh, misunderstood, I guess you could say. Middle school is often misunderstood in leadership and in students. And, and families. A, and in families, and it's a very important time. Correct. Kevin, thanks so much for spending time with us today on the Walk and Talk podcast. And 
I'm excited to see where the organization goes with your leadership. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.